Hi there, Scott Rockfile back with another podcast review for you. Going to talk about the new 2023 film, The Creator. I won't get into spoilers, but the short version is this is an original science fiction action drama movie, and you should go support it and go see it at the theater on the biggest screen possible. It's absolutely beautiful, and you'll have an interesting ride. It is a wonderful film, and that's the short version. I won't get into major spoilers, and we'll do that maybe at another time. It would be interesting to have a conversation about some of the subject matter in this film. But you know the story from the uh, trailers that basically AI detonated a atomic weapon over L.A. A million people were incinerated. And ever since then, mankind has been at war with AI creations. We created them to be our slaves or servants, to work in our factories and that kind of thing, uh, even be kind of our police force and soldiers to a certain point. One side of the world, uh, mostly U.S. controlled, kind of a conglomerate thing. We've been at war ever since. On the other side of the world, uh, what's morphed out of China and the whole Asia realm, um, they fully support AI and have welcomed them into the society. And one side can't really see why the other believes that. Does that sound, you know, remotely familiar? There's a lot of familiar elements. Matter of fact, uh, Gareth Edwards, you know him from directing the more recent Godzilla movie. It was actually pretty good. Um, then he went on to direct Rogue One, the Star Wars story. It was really good. I mean, arguably the best of the modern Star Wars anything. But this is an original idea. He and Chris Weiss worked on that. Why do you know that name? Because he started with the American Pie movies. He's also worked on everything from the Golden Compass to uh, Twilight. So anyway, he uh, also worked on Rogue One. Rogue One was great. Whatever you'll say about some of the special effects and otherwise, it was a great Star Wars film, unlike a lot of the Star Wars films and shows we have now. So he took a lot of time off that. Why wouldn't you? He's got money and time and something he wanted to do. So they conceived this movie. They began filming in January of 2022, finished it at the end of May 2022. It was released in September of 2023, receiving generally positive reviews from critics, many praising its visual effects, direction, performances, and its approach to the subject matter. Well, he's proven after three movies he can tell a story. I had problems with Godzilla, but as a Godzilla film, and he was working within a mythology that wasn't his, it was a good Godzilla movie. I've watched it. My first reaction to it wasn't as positive as it's been in retrospect. And now when I watch the film, I get it. And it sure, certainly does kick off a very fun series of films. He created a style and a story, way of storytelling that they've kind of emulated for the rest of the movies. And then Rogue One. He, again, was operating in a mythology. By the way, if you hear any squeaking, I'm wearing a leather jacket. It's fall here in Alaska. And uh, one of my favorite YouTube reviewers is Jeremy Johns, and he tends to always do a review in a leather jacket. Um, and I never his, hear his. I think he's got a boom mic. Anyway, um, I'm a little bit closer to the microphone. So if you hear it, I'm wearing a leather jacket to see if it makes a difference in my podcast. Yeah, I don't think it's going to. Anyway, um, as an original work of art, which I take a lot of films to be, and most of them disappoint me. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I have a fun time with a Fast and Furious movie or a Marvel movie or any of the franchises. I do. But on the flip side, 
when was the last time you really sat down and watched something that was big budgeted with a whole bunch of big actors doing something that was wholly original, that was completely outside of any other mythologies, any other stories you know? Sure, there are some familiar elements in here. The whole idea of AI trying to nuke the world is the Terminator. And uh, what did he list as Apocalypse Now, Baraka? That's a good movie. Uh, Blade Runner, Akira, Rain Man, The Hit from 1984, E.T., and Paper Moon. Those were all uh, things he cited as references to this, to that kind of not really an homage, but gave him the ideas that all of that's kind of a hodgepodge. And I've heard some negativity directed towards that. I'm sorry. It would be really hard to put out anything science fiction or action or anything like that and be wholly original. It would be so weird. Would you watch it? You know what I mean? I mean, it's 2023, you know, we're going to have to start looking at things so far in the future. It's going to seem like magic to a certain extent. And I've had this conversation this week with my friends about star Wars that Star Wars has doubled down now on magic um, to give a more fantasy. And Star Wars has always had a fantasy element, bud. So with that kind of experience under his belt from Star Wars to everything else, and he started as a special effects guy. Remember the movie Monsters? He did all the special effects on like home computers and stuff. So he comes from a special effects background. He just did things with this movie that you don't normally see, and it turned out amazingly well. Opening this week is the Exorcist Believer or Believers Believer. Um, they spent Universal spent four hundred million dollars to get the rights to that franchise to be able to make that movie. Then whatever they spent on the movie, but they just spent four hundred million dollars just to get the rights. Warner Brothers, I assume, owned it because that's who churned out the other disappointing sequels and such. This movie was made for $80 million. In its first week, it's made almost $40 million. So it's already made half its money back. And within the next couple of weeks, it'll definitely make its money back. Worldwide audience, home video, streaming, all that kind of stuff. It'll do fine. There doesn't need to be a mythology or a sequel. It's a complete story from beginning to end. It's a little over two hours. I want to say two hours and ten minutes. Two, it didn't feel long. It's a big story. I watched some of the extras that wouldn't give me spoilers before I watched the movie because I really didn't want to know anything more about it than I saw in the very first trailer. And that was too much. I really didn't want to know that much. But what they tell you and show you all happens within about the first 30, 45 minutes anyway. There was a little more background in the beginning that I thought, and that was really cool. Um, but yeah, through my first checking the movie out, I heard some things and some minor reviews and stuff that just... The things people complained about, I was kind of expecting and never saw. Sure, the script wasn't perfect, but is there a perfect? I mean, yeah, okay, there's been a handful in the last hundred years of movies, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Did it tell a good story from beginning to end? Did it? I mentioned this in another podcast that the movie Fall moved me in a way that I haven't been moved in movies in quite some time. It made my palms sweat and my heart beat and made me stand up and pause the movie because it was just a bit intense for me that I, I don't remember the last time a movie made me feel that way. So this movie also moved me in ways that I didn't expect it to move me and to discuss it would be kind of spoiler territory. It's a well thought out movie. Obviously these two guys thought about this idea and how they were going to approach the subject matter. It's something we're dealing with now. It does not only reflect current times dealing with AI and such, but also with all sorts of 
nationalisms and racisms and, and politicalisms and spiritualisms and all sorts of isms. It is not something we get down the pike that he convinced them to spend $80 million on this. And he put every penny on the screen. It looks like a $250 million Marvel production or something. The special effects are flawless. Um, everything that's digital has weight. From what I gathered, I meant to mention this earlier, when I was watching some of that behind-the-scenes footage trying not to get into spoilers, he and his team, he put together a small team. They filmed this like a guerrilla movie instead of like a big-budget thing where 200 people are on set. And he says, once you pare it down to just your actors and your director and your writer and your DP and a couple other people, he goes, then you have enough money to fly them anywhere in the world. He said, building a set is like half a million dollars. So take a half a million dollars and fly those people to one of the most beautiful places in the world and film a few scenes there. If you're going to build 10 sets, fly to different, 10 different places. The cost savings, well, it's all on the screen. They film in some incredible incredible places that have never been put on film before things in southeast asia things in other parts of the world deserts ice areas it, it's it's spectacularly filmed and so approaching the movie that way and not the bloated way that most big budget movie studios and films approach subject matter like this to just throw money and actors at it and and, and fix it all in green screens later in, in digital effects they filmed everything practically and then added the digital stuff later if they needed to so most of everything you see was captured in a real place and then they kind of painted over it you can't tell it <laughs> this is some of the best special effects work on any level it looks better than the last few marvel movies it looks better than the last fast and the furious movies it looks real. It's like you're there. It puts you in a war-torn area. It puts you in this place, you know, in these different places. That was impressive. All of that. The craft of the movie, high level. It should get some Academy Awards for technical stuff for sure. The cast is phenomenal. I have heard everything about John David Washington from... Uh, an emotion-filled, wonderful performance to a wooden, lifeless performance. I like him as an actor, and I see what he's doing here, and I thought he was perfect. I really thought he did give me those emotions and stuff that I wasn't expecting. Gemma Chan, Ken Watanabe. Man, I will watch Ken Watanabe in anything and give him something emotional and give him some, some power scenes and stuff. I am all in. Allison Janney plays a different character for her. Does great. Um, the whole flick from beginning to end has some surprises. Like it, there are obviously a lot of references to things, things you've seen before. The whole idea of AI trying to nuke the world is a Terminator idea. There's a lot of things that take inspiration from other things you like, but then he turns them around or there's a plot twist or they don't end up like you think. And I'd love to talk about that, but that'll be in the spoiler podcast. You'd think things are a certain way and then they're not. It's not so grandiose as like the end of the movie changes your whole perception of everything, but there are a few things towards the end that do. And with that all being said, the way it ends up, I found it very satisfying as a whole story. It's something I would love to own, something to watch again, because again, it's not like anything else. It doesn't connect anything else. It is a story, a good movie. I'm always looking for that good movie, that holy grail of movies that just... I liken it to Dungeons and Dragons earlier this year. 
That's a movie that, although it is connected to a, a giant gaming universe, most people don't know about that. And as a film from beginning to end, it's just an entertainment, entertaining story, an entertaining property well done. I think this one trumps that. It's an entertaining story well done, extremely well done. Better effects, better acting, better. This is just a quality film. It's one of my favorite films of the year. Hmm. It will... It will stand up because it's crafted in that way. It's crafted in such a way that you will get more out of it on repeated views. But for a, just a single viewing experience, it's a great movie. You're going to think things. You're going to have stuff to talk about after. That is the highest compliment I can give any movie that I don't forget about it when I walk out. That I want to go have coffee or have you know something and, and talk to somebody about it. That Movies need to generate that kind of passion in people. I think most art forms need to generate that. Talk about your favorite bands. Talk about your favorite TV shows, whatever, whatever art you enjoy. I love movies and I love a movie that can make me feel. And I walked out feeling several different things and thinking about several different things that I hadn't thought about in that way or maybe lately. So anyway, it's a good flick. We'll get into another podcast where I'll talk about some some of the more juicy details, but you should really go see this. There weren't many people in the theater on a Friday, which was kind of disappointing, but you know, this isn't a movie for everybody. I mean, yeah, you can take grandma. She's going to dig it too. Um, it's PG 13. I think there was one little F word and a kid says it. So it's kind of funny. Um, there's some surprisingly funny things, some heartwarming things, some endearing things that you don't expect. Gareth has proved that he can craft a good story in a movie. He did the story. He produced it. He wrote the screenplay and he directed the film. He knows what he's doing. I'll see whatever he watches and whatever he makes next. I'll watch it. I, I hope they don't force him to make a sequel to this. I think there's more to the story, but he doesn't have to do it. Um, we know how things are going to go after the end of this film. They've kind of, set things up that if this happens, then this is going to happen. And if this happens, this is going to happen. So you kind of know how things are going to fall. And that's, I'm fine with the way it ended. I don't need a sequel or a, a, a TV series or even a comic series. It's a, it's a standalone movie. I hope they release a nice 4K steelbook and Dolby Atmos and, and I'll put it on my shelf with the other great movies I own. Kudos to everybody involved. Uh, you should go see this movie. It's not like anything else out there, not like anything you've seen recently. It's not going to change your life, so to speak, but you'll have an interesting time at the movies. And what more do you want? The Creator. It's now playing. When's it going to be streaming? They haven't announced. When's it going to come out on 4K? No idea. It opened last week. Uh, it's only in its second week of release. So go see it. There you go. That's my review. Uh, we'll get into spoilers later. More podcasts on the way. Thank you for listening to this long one. Have a spectacular day. Spectacular day.